Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. Parking at SFO is easy when you book online. You can choose dates and times in advance and secure the best rates to make your departure stress-free. Learn more at flysfo.com parking. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Mari Bolaños in San Francisco. In light of nationwide book bans, California officials are pressuring textbook publishers to produce culturally diverse materials for California classrooms. KQED's Riley Palmer reports. Publishers told lawmakers in Sacramento they will provide textbooks that accurately reflect the histories of Black, LGBTQ+, and Native American communities. John McCurdy, the CEO of Publisher Studies Weekly, says that working with California has come with challenges. It doesn't happen often, but on occasion we have lost business across the country because people know we support the FAIR Act in California. That state law prohibits any activity that promotes discrimination or bias. The hearing follows moves in conservative states to ban books on topics like race and sexuality from schools and libraries. For The California Report, I'm Riley Palmer. Following hours of public comment, the Huntington Beach City Council voted this week to limit children's access to books containing what the city deems sexually explicit material. Councilmember Gracie Vandermark repeatedly said her proposal does not call for a book ban, just restricting access to certain books in public libraries. But the majority of public commenters said the council was overstepping its boundaries. This is longtime Huntington Beach Library user Karen Meister. Your idea of protecting children looks like a plan to take control of the library's acquisitions and collections processes. I would love to know why you believe blatant government overreach is acceptable in the case of your city's public library. A study session is scheduled for September to discuss options for preventing children from having access to books that are deemed obscene or inappropriate. Hey, I'm Brian Stelter, and I hope you'll join me on Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair. Every Thursday, I'm getting the inside take from the best reporters in the country on what figures like Elon Musk, Donald Trump, Kevin McCarthy, and Marjorie Taylor Greene are doing. I think she wants to make things happen. She wants to get legislation passed. She made clear to me that she wants to have a president who upholds Christian values. She embraces the term Christian nationalist. That's Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Tyler Foggett. Join me and my colleagues as we go beyond the headlines and deepen your understanding of the forces shaping our world today on The Political Scene, a newly updated podcast from The New Yorker. With episodes three times each week, The Political Scene accesses the sharpest minds in politics for insight and analysis about everything from abortion rights to the war in Ukraine. Make sure you're following The Political Scene, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Last fall, Sacramento became one of the latest California cities to ban homeless encampments on public property after voters approved a controversial law called Measure O. But as CAP Radio's Chris Nichols reports, enforcement of the measure is off to a sluggish start. During last year's campaign for Measure O, supporters said the ballot measure would send a clear message to city leaders. 
that their lack of progress solving Sacramento's homeless crisis was unacceptable. Good evening and thank you for the opportunity to speak tonight. That's Daniel Conway at a forum on the measure last summer. He led the Yes campaign. Even just as I was walking in, I was coming from my daughter's soccer practice and walking through the park, you see people living in the park. And I think it's heartbreaking and it's, it's gone on far too long. But six months after a slim majority of voters approved Measure O, it's clear the initiative hasn't made a dramatic change either. New homeless outreach teams created as a result of the measure have connected just 55 people to shelter. Meanwhile, thousands remain on the street. City officials say they've reduced the size of some homeless encampments, but haven't eliminated any because of Measure O. They also haven't issued a single citation under the new law. For his part, Conway says he's not bothered yet by the slow start, but he wants to see Sacramento ramp up new shelter space so that the law can truly go into effect. Right now, I'm, I'm willing to be patient. I've had enough conversations. I understand that people really kind of are figuring this out and putting real effort into it. But if we're still having this conversation in three to six months, then yeah, I think it's a different conversation, you know, because we can't wait forever. Mario Lara is Sacramento's assistant city manager. He says the city is complying with Measure O's requirements, which call for identifying and authorizing hundreds of new shelter spaces. But many of those spaces won't open until later this year or next because of delays. I get the frustration that's out there. Um, but we are using all available resources to help resolve uh, the, the issue. In many cases, city officials cannot ask unhoused people to move from public property unless shelter is immediately available. There are exceptions. People living near schools and childcare centers and along freeways can be relocated without the offer of shelter. Camps blocking sidewalks can also face penalties due to a separate city law. Across the street from Stanford Park, just two miles from the state capitol, a homeless encampment with 40 tents lines the sidewalk. 38-year-old Damian Newton lives there. He's been without a permanent home most of his adult life. Before he settled near the park, Newton says Caltrans forced him and others to move away from a nearby freeway. We stayed there before, but Caltrans put a fence just to get rid of us. Under Measure O, Newton says he expects the shuffling of tents from one place to the next will continue. If you're trying to really fix a problem, you got to actually try and fix a problem, not just come at it aggressively, because it's just going to make more people be worse. Sacramento City Council member Katie Valenzuela, who opposed the measure, says only continued political pressure will solve the crisis on the streets. I did not believe Measure O was the solution. I did not believe it would create the options that we needed. And so far, unfortunately, in the first six months, I've been proven right. So what's the best thing to come from Measure O so far? Supporters and critics say it's Sacramento's city and county governments starting to work together, even if slowly, on the homeless problem through a deal required by the voter initiative. For the California Report, I'm Chris Nichols in Sacramento. 50 days into their strike, Hollywood writers rallied yesterday to continue pushing for better pay and job security. Television and movie writers went on strike from their studios in May over issues like pay and worsening conditions in the streaming economy. Writer Shukri Hassan Tillman says he's lucky to have money saved up. He's been spending time with his kids and catching up on errands around the house, like fixing broken doorknobs. 
So I'm okay but anxious to get back to work. But I do think everyone believes that it's worth it because ultimately we're not asking for much. What we're asking for, the studios can certainly give. Writers in Hollywood studios have not resumed negotiations since talks broke down last month. And that's the California Report for Thursday, June 22nd. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Guideline. Their automated 401k plans can be set up in 20 minutes. More at guideline.com CA. Guideline, the California way to 401k. The Wesley Foundation, investing in California's underserved children and youth. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food. On the web at theschmidt.org. Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. Parking at SFO is easy when you book online. You can choose dates and times in advance and secure the best rates to make your departure stress-free. Learn more at flysfo.com parking. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. A young correctional officer. He said it was the most dangerous prison in California. Forced to make a choice. Fulfill his oath or back his fellow officers. Recognize the badge of my office. I'm Suki Lewis. From KQED Podcasts comes On Our Watch Season 2, New Folsom. A story about who gets hurt when the system that promises to keep us safe is bent on protecting itself. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts.